How First Principles Thinking Can Raise Awareness About Color-Sensitive Wording Hi, and welcome. Do you care about using more neutral language in order to not offend people? Do you find it important that, for example, news outlets are more aware and take more responsibility for the image they create by using colored wording? In this article, published by the Factory for Innovative Policy Solutions, you will become more aware of the use of words and the connotation this can have for people to become more considerate. This article is written by Sherelle Jones and narrated by Tom Kortemach. Enjoy! The Dark Web, a clandestine part of the internet where illegal activity is conducted. Black Market, like the Dark Web, the financial sector in which illicit goods and services are bought and sold. Black Magic, supernatural practices associated with evil and sacrilege. Dark Comedy, a form of humor that makes fun of subject matter often considered taboo or inappropriate for mainstream entertainment. The list goes on. Such supremacy and oppression in language is exhausting when one has to pretend that the words heard or read do not insult, demean, or otherwise erode the confidence of a group of people. It can be depleting to witness the way that language seems to protect certain groups of people while the words that are connected to some, particularly those with deeply toned skin, are degrading as a result of the negative connotations they evoke. This article delves into the issue of negative views of dark and black in language and proposes a way of overcoming it by means of first principles thinking. Introduction Ferdinand de Saussure noted that the meaning of the word dark comes not from some intrinsic properties of the world, but from the world's binary opposition to the word light. When this view is applied to the social world, the meanings, the mind, and the ultimately the social world itself are shaped by the structure of language. Thus, structural linguistics does not focus on the existential world of people shaping their surroundings. Instead, all the aspects of the social world are shaped by the structure of language. Historically, the usage of white positive speech and the black negative speech has dominated many languages and dialects. Though many historical forms of discrimination have been overcome, the issue of discriminatory language prevails. In daily conversations, as in the media, it is as if we are speaking into the existence the idea that darkness is wrong instead of using language to promote human equality. As a volunteer, servant of society and citizen of the world who wants to empower fellow citizens to become more conscious of their word choice, it is my hope that the following exercise in first principles thinking will encourage people to question both the deeply rooted fears of darkness as well as become aware of the language that negatively represents blackness. Make people aware of the words they use. Ultimately, the objective of this exercise is to propose a way to make people more aware that many phrases that reference darkness or blackness, for example, dark web, black market, black magic, dark comedy, blacklist, dark fun, black sheep, black mail, etc., signal threat, fear, or felonious activity. Such words reinforce the stereotypes of the criminality or immorality of an entire cohort of society. Therefore, first and foremost, people's awareness with respect to such structural language issues must be raised. What are the obstacles to raising awareness? Due to the historical prevalence of the issue, the list of obstacles that stand in the way of the stated objective is long and deeply ingrained. Social groups don't recognize the effects 
the many internal visualizations or the mind tricks that are at play in the psyche of millions. Responses to negative utterances are produced internally in the minds and bodies of the receivers of such concussive language, making it difficult for those producing and sending it to have the same experiences. This is a barrier in the creation of empathy with the receivers. Other obstacles in overcoming this issue include 1. It is deeply rooted in the language, both historically from a cultural perspective and structurally from a linguistic perspective. 2. People pretend that it's not a serious issue and that there are no energetic, psychological and emotional side effects of using divisive language. 3. People are uncomfortable to be confronted with their conscious, unconscious, internal biases. 4. People who use such phrases might do so due to their association with their beliefs, their appreciation of the art and their culture in general, and thus making them less willing to re-examine their word choice. 5. People feel that they can disparage darkness and blackness because it is commonplace to do so in their communities. Becoming aware of my own assumptions first. Before continuing with this exercise and attempting to overcome the stated obstacles, it is necessary to address a few questions regarding the different assumptions surrounding this issue, namely 1. Do all people of the world really want to acknowledge the humanity of others and do they desire to reduce the pain of fellow human beings? 2. Do people with lighter skin believe that those with more melanin are not as emotionally sensitive as they are? 3. Do people who produce negative utterances with respect to darkness and blackness do so unconsciously or because they believe that other people are less significant? 4. Can those who use such negative utterances be held accountable for their speech? Or is language dictated by an overarching hierarchy of power that is beyond the ability of an individual to control? 5. Was the white-black binary opposition created consciously? If not, then how could it have come about? Why do we approve of it today? What are the first principles? What words can be considered sensitive exactly? Dark place time, black market, dark pattern, dark web, blackmail, etc. When are people audibly or visually exposed to repressive utterances? They are mostly exposed through listening, reading, speaking and viewing. What do people feel when they are confronted about their word choice? What chemical reaction is created when they are confronted? Unfortunately, a search engine query does not generate the necessary scientific answers or first principles. By instead relying on experience and discussion with others, I would say that most people feel ashamed or personally attacked when confronted. Eureka! How can we raise awareness with such a list of color-sensitive words? Create a database of color-sensitive phrases to serve as a resource for newspapers and other media outlets. Such a database could contain a list of phrases that make negative use of dark and black as well as offer more color-neutral alternatives to such phrases. How can we make people who read aware when they read loaded words? Based on the database, we could create an online application that highlights sensitive words within the text of a submission. Alternatively, we could request that newspapers and other media outlets highlight sensitive words for one week in an effort to spread awareness to their reader base. How can we encourage amateur and professional speakers to engage in discussion that spark awareness? 
We can encourage debate organizations to make the topic a subject of deliberation. We could also encourage litigators to dialogue within legal bar associations for and against the importance of impartiality in language. In addition, based on the analysis, we could develop a website where anyone can find out how potentially insensitive words of communication might be to a segment of people. Visitors could insert an article, a movie script, or a website's homepage, and it would examine what percentage of the submitted content consists of criminally hued phrases, and whether, comparatively, the material is very, somewhat, or not at all insensitive to people who share the pronoun depicted in the work. This tool and database could, for example, also be used to make news outlets or political parties aware of their insensitivities and offer them alternative phrases before publishing their insensitivity score. How can we confront someone without igniting the reaction of being ashamed or personally attacked? How can we confront someone without making them uncomfortable? We should show that person in a non-judgmental way that we also have feelings and that we have felt similarly as he or she has before. Conclusion The objective of this exercise in First Principles Thinking was to develop a set of actionable solutions to the issue of color-sensitive wording. After clearly identifying the objective of making people aware of the many negative uses of dark and black in our language, the obstacles that stand in the way of reaching that objective were listed. Then a step of self-reflection was taken in order to confront any personal assumptions that might interfere with this objective. Finally, the issue itself was deconstructed to reveal the underlying first principles and a number of actionable solutions were proposed. While this set of solutions is only theoretical and not necessarily comprehensive, I hope that it is, nevertheless, a step in the right direction. In this article, we have shown you how the use of colored wording can lead to different connotations. Moreover, how, for example, news outlets can be more considerate in their choice of words, and what can be done to make people more aware. Do you think this approach will help in making people more aware about their word choice?